And welcome to another edition of the American Truck Driver Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Polk, alongside Larry Long. He's back, and he's got a lot to say. Yes, he does. (laughs) (laughs) We are going to make some friends and some enemies in this episode. So we're going to talk about something that's really important, that's really hot, and has been hot for a while, um, especially with the news out of California of this, uh, this independent contractor classification thing that they're working on. And that's W-2 versus 1099. This is not directly, I, I think, related to what's going on in California, but it's a, that's a part of it. Um, I have, in my time, driven a truck as a company driver paid on a 1099. And I've seen, uh, I see a lot of it. Uh, there's a lot of discussion about it. And we'd like to break that down. One, because if you are going to hire uh, buy trucks and hire drivers, you need to understand what these classifications are. You need to understand what your responsibilities as a truck owner are, an employer. And if you're a driver, you need to understand what the complications and consequences are if you accept a contract as a 1099. Larry has a lot of experience in this, and I'm just going to bring him in and let him roll but y'all need to sit down, pay attention, and take notes because there's some important stuff in here that you need to know both as a truck driver or truck, sorry, both as a truck owner and as a truck driver. Larry, go. Well, first of all, glad to be back, but I want to I want to take you to task a little bit about a comment I heard in the in the episode that I wasn't present for. And that was some comment about me forgetting my microphone. So I'm going to I'm gonna defend true. myself since I wasn't here to defend myself last week. Okay. What you, the listeners need to know, and some of you that are on Facebook probably will re- recognize this, but we normally do these recordings on Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. And last Sunday, before time to record, our old boy Chris uh, decided to mow the yard and— uh, ran over a nest of, uh, of yellow jackets, and they wore his ass out. Got okay? my ass tore up. Yes, tore it up. Okay? Eyes swelled shut. Yeah. Yeah, it was big. So, obviously, we didn't record on Sunday. I was concerned that he'd even be able to get in the truck and drive the next day, and I leave at 4 o'clock in the morning to start my week uh, on Monday morning. So at four o'clock in the morning, I hadn't heard from the boy. I had no idea whether he was even, you know, alive or not. So the last thing on my mind was packing up this microphone, taking with me. So in, in, in my defense, I was more concerned about the welfare of my employee than I was this microphone. So I just want to make sure that this, this derogatory remarks that I had to endure <laughs> listening to that thing this week were, 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 were described in its, in its entirety and yeah. its inauthenticity. Okay. So with that behind us, let's get on to the subject <laughs> this week. And, um, this is a really, really, you know, we, we talked a couple of weeks ago about how passionate uh, drivers are about uh, IFTA and how they think they're right and they'll argue to the end that, that what they know of IFTA was correct. Well, this is probably an equally passionate argument. And, and it's passionate if you're in one category or the other and, you, and you're defending your decision to, to be there. And we have to always remember that opinion isn't fact. And, you know, just because a majority of people have the same opinion still doesn't make it fact. So when I'm going to talk to you tonight, I, I've got 40 years of experience with employees and 
and vendors and contractors and the whole gamut, okay? And I've been through this. For, when I talk to the, tonight about this, I have, I have firsthand knowledge about everything we're talking about because I have did, lived it, done it, had it done to me, and that sort of thing. So uh, this is not hearsay. This is not opinion. I'm going to tell you exactly what the facts are. And you'll either agree with it or you'll disagree with it if you happen to be misclassified and you like being that way. So if that's your that's how you want to be, I can't help you. But doesn't make it legal. So uh, here's the deal. Let's talk about as a truck owner. If you're If you're going to hire somebody to drive your truck, or you're going to hire somebody to do any kind of work, okay? You, you know, it doesn't really matter, but we're on trucking business, so let's just assume that we're going to hire a, a driver for one of our trucks. So one of the first decisions you're going to make when you negotiate the, uh, you know, the, the job description and, and the compensation and so forth with the potential driver, prospective driver, is how are you going to be paid? Are you going to be paid through payroll and with withholding, like like normal jobs do, if you go get a job at the local Walmart or you go work for, you know, the dry cleaner in your town or any other place in the world where you go get a job and you're an employee and you go into work every morning and clock in and work for a few hours and go home, that's called a W-2 employee. And what that means is that the employer um, has, you, has you fill out a form called a W-4 which you declare your your tax your deductions and your your dependents and and then your your tax estimated tax withholding is based on that, those that information you put on there and every week when you get a paycheck your um, projected tax liability is deducted by your employer and withheld it's called withholding and it's withheld from your paycheck and it's sent into the IRS and and deposited into your uh, account uh, as a payment against your tax liability, which you will determine when you file your tax return on April 15th. So, uh, again, not to get too far in the weeds here, but that is not your tax. That is your estimated withholding uh, based on the information you put on the W form. Uh, that, 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 that form you get from your employer at the end of the year that you use to take the H&R block to file your taxes is called a W-2, and that's where this W-2 employee um, nomenclature comes from. Uh, W-2 just means you're an employee where tax is being withheld. Um, the other side of that, and, and particularly in this industry, not so much in other industries, but um, we have a lots of truck owners who, because of the, the regulation, because of the all the paperwork, because of the expense of payroll, uh, all, opening up all the um, withholding accounts with the state, um, they opt to make you an independent contractor, and that's called a 1099 relationship because instead of getting a W-2 form to take to your tax accountant at the end of the year, you're get, you're sent a form 1099 um, uh, report of, of independent contractor and the amount that you're paid without any deductions, is put on that form, and it's up to you then to, to um, you're responsible for all of your, of your because no withholding has been, has been held all through the year. Uh, now there's been no tax paid. So you owe the government all the tax that has not been collected all year long. 
that relationship is designed for a business-to-business relationship. It was never intended for that to be an employer-employee relationship. So let me say that again. If you're an employee, that 1099 was never intended for you to be uh, to, to receive that form and work all year long without the government getting uh, you know, a withholding of your taxes. Um, again, refer back to our fuel um, uh, purchasing episode where we explained to you that when you buy fuel at the pump, you're paying tax, but that's not the tax on what you're buying. That's a prepayment against your tax liability that will be determined when you file that quarterly IFTA report. So it's, it's just collected at that time because it's convenient to be collected at that time. The same way with your withholding at your employer, it's convenient for it to be taken out of your check once a week as opposed to you having to come up with it at the end of the year. So <clears throat> let's, um, let's examine what, then if that's the case, what is the motivation then? Why would, why would, an, why would an, 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 an empl- a truck owner, the employer in this case, and oh, by the way, I get tickled when I see people that say that they are a, they have a, um, they, they, have, have a they have a 1099, uh, I'm a 1099 employee. Well, that, that you can't be a 1099 employee because right. if you're an employee, you're exist. a W-2. It doesn't, that, yeah, that doesn't make no sense. If you're a 1099 employee, you're, a, you're an independent contractor. And there are, there's 21, 22 uh, questions uh, that the IRS uh, has a form that you can uh, request. And if any one of those questions is a yes as opposed to a no, the entire relationship is considered to be one way or the other. In other words, if, if you, let's just say that, and, when, and, the, and the big thing here in trucking is that, and the question is, do you own the equipment? Are you at risk? Can you can you lose money, uh, uh, you know, in, in 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 the performance of this job? Okay, so now if you're a 1099 employee, quote, all right, you don't own the truck. Um, there's not any way possible that you can do a load and and lose money, um, so you're not at risk for anything. So any one of those criteria right there throws out the possibility of that being a justifiable or, 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 or a legal uh, relationship. Again, go back to my original thing, 1099 is designed. Let, let's, let's just say that you're, um, you're a company. Let's say you're a dry cleaner, and you hire a plumber to come over and, 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 and do some boiler repair. And when the, they come over and do that, and you write them a check— you're not going to withhold. They're not your employee. You you didn't you don't own the truck that they came over in. You don't own the tools. That's not your line of work. There's nothing that they do that can be construed construed as them being your employee. They're one business doing a job for another business, and that's they're they're an independent contractor um, to you because that they they came over and did work for you today, and tomorrow they're doing work somewhere else. And so instead of paying them through payroll, you would just write them a check for $600. And at the end of the year, you would send them a 1099 um, to, to uh, record to the IRS, you know, that transaction. So that, that's where this comes from. Now, where it, gets, where, it, where it gets confusing is that 
truck owners, because they don't want to open up all of the withholding accounts at their state, because you got to you got to open up an unemployment account, you got to open up a, a a state tax account, you got to open up all your federal uh, account. I mean, there's a whole lot of work to do to this, and it, there's a lot of paperwork. And if you if you do it, it's a lot of work. If you have your payroll service do it, they charge you for it, so it, it's expensive. All of these accounts have to have minimum amounts of money deposited in there, so you've got to fund all these accounts. Okay. And and so it it's just so much easier for a truck owner to go to hell with it, you know. You're, you're we're going to call you an independent contractor, and you're going to take care of all this. And and here's the really really bad part about this: if you've ever had a job at a real with a real employer, you may realize that you you pay Social Security and Medicare every week as part of your what's called payroll tax. And that is 7.65% of your gross income. The employer has to match that. So they take 7.65% of, 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 of uh, the same thing that you, that you don't donated <laughs> out of your check. They match that out of their money. And so the government gets 15.3% of your gross revenue. And if you're self-employed, if you're an independent contractor... You you don't have an employer, so you have to pay both of those, okay? So now, if you're out here working for, if you're driving for a truck owner, and he's paying you on a 1099 contractor basis, he's not paying that 7.65% on his part. That's not getting paid at all. So when you file your income tax at, in, in, in March and April, the reason I say March is because if you're an independent contractor, you have to file a corporate tax return, which is in March 15th. And and then the self-employment tax is, is, is figured on that, and that's 15.3%. Um, now, had you been an employee, that would have been, half of that would have been paid by your employer all year long. So you're, you're paying a 7.65% penalty or premium for the privilege of working as a 1099 employee for a, a, a truck owner that is too ornery to do it the right way or and, and pay his... Or ignorant, yeah, yeah, but more likely ignorant. More, well, maybe um, to to pay his own way. So, you know, here's here's my point. Here is that it is it is a better deal for the truck owner for you to be a ten ninety nine basis than it is for you to be a ten ninety nine. There is no advantage at all to you, none, uh, except that you get to hold money every week that's not yours. And if you're like most people with no discipline and very little backbone you're not going to but you're not going to put 25 percent of that away in a savings account and have money to pay your taxes with and also by the way if you're a 1099 contractor you have to pay your taxes quarterly not annually like you do as a as a just an individual you know uh, citizen so um, four times a year you have to pay quarterly estimated taxes and that means that every Friday, if you get paid, you got to put twenty-five percent of your, of your, your, your revenue your, that that you that you generated that week. That has to be saved, otherwise you're not going to have the money to pay your taxes with. So here's what happens: it rolls around, and you don't have the money, so then you just don't file. And so you do that for a few years, and now every time the mailman comes, you know your butt hole is squeezed together because you you know that that letter is going to be there one of these days, right? saying we want our money. 
And by the way, you're messing with the most efficient collection agency the world has ever known when you deal with the IRS. They, they, they collect their money because here's how they do it. They will find your bank account and they will just basically go in and you'll come in one, one, one Monday morning and your bank account will be cleaned out. Then you'll yep. get a letter saying that they're going to put a lien on your on whatever property you have. Whatever it is, they're going to put a lien on it. And then if they, and all this is to get your attention. And if they don't get your attention, they'll eventually come take your property. So, you, you know, eventually you will pay it whether you want to or not. Right. Uh, you can avoid it for a while. You might get away with it for a while. But eventually you're going to end up having to pay the piper, okay? And when you do, there is a an unbelievable amount of penalty and interest that has, that has, that has now, you know, built up for these years and years of you avoiding uh, paying your taxes. So it, it, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. If, if you're working for somebody right now and you're being paid by, by, by a 1099, you're paying 7.65% for the privilege. You have no unemployment insurance. Uh, you have no workers' comp insurance. Most likely. If, if you do have workers' comp, you're paying for it yourself, which, again, is illegal. So um, I don't know why anybody would do it. I, I don't understand at all. Now, I did meet one guy one time who had a reason to do it, and it wasn't necessarily a, 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 an ethical or moral reason, but he, was, he needed to avoid paying his child support. And as long as he was paid by 1099, he, did, he, wasn't, he wasn't filing any tax returns at all because if he did, they'd find him and they'd come get him for his back child support. Right. So if he worked for somebody that did weekly withholding, they would catch him in, in, in one week. They'd catch him. Uh, being a 1099, he could probably go a few years and not file before he got caught. Yeah. They're but eventually going to get him. Yeah, absolutely. But that was the reason why he didn't want to come to work for us because we paid the W-2 and he didn't want to, he didn't want to pay his child support. So now whatever you think about the ethics of that, we wouldn't have hired him anyway. But right. but that was the only that's the only one that I ever heard that made any sense, even though it really doesn't make sense. But I mean, I can understand what he what he's trying to do. So the W two thing. So it, if if you're it, and it doesn't take a lot of explanation to, to explain why as, as a W two because everybody's probably had that job. But your your taxes withheld every, every week when you get paid. You know, you got you got your gross amount, you know, and then you've got your net amount, and and the difference is the taxes that were withheld. And you can you can control that by what you put on that W form that we spoke of earlier, W four form. I mean, uh, and that is if you've um, you know if you got two kids and, and a wife, and your wife doesn't work, then you want to claim yourself plus three dependents. Uh, what you don't want to do is claim eight dependents because when you go to file your tax return, if you have underpaid by a certain percentage, there's a penalty for that. So, you know, uh, but you also don't want to overpay. We talked about this one time about a stupid strategy that people will go in and they'll, they'll take zero dependents and tax the shit out of themselves, force themselves into a savings account so that they'll always get that refund. Well, that, that's stupid. And I made you an offer that I would take that deal, you know? Right. Um, so you want you want to fine tune that to be and, and if you if you work for the same company for more than a couple of years, you can also adjust that not just number of dependents, but you can take an additional percentage, or you can take just a percentage once you've got a couple of tax returns done. You want that to be a net zero. You don't want to pay the government one penny more during the year than you need to because they're holding your money for nothing. And you don't want to pay them significantly less because, number one, there's a penalty for that. And, number two, you might not want to come up and write that check on April 15th. So that's what, that's what, the, that's what you want to do as a W-2 employee. 
Now, um, the uh, the I, I don't see any I don't see any motivation for you to take a job for someone that's offering you a ten ninety nine income because that there is no advantage for you. There's only a disadvantage in that you don't have the let's say that let's say that that you are um, you're working for a guy as a ten ninety nine. You wreck, uh, you you bump into a mailbox and you rip the mirror off, okay? And the guy gets pissed off at you and says, "Well, I'm taking the cost of that mirror out of your check." Well, that's illegal. Employees, you, I don't care if I, I have caught employees before stealing money out of the cash drawer, okay? Caught them on video doing it. You cannot take that money out of the check. You can you can file you can file charges against them. But you cannot recover the money from their paycheck. That is illegal in every state, in every locality. Um, if you screw up and tear up something, you, their employer cannot take that money out of your paycheck. That is illegal. So if you're a 1099 person, you have nobody to go to for those protections because the local labor board doesn't protect independent contractors. You're a business. You don't need the labor board to protect you because you're not labor. You're a business. Go get right. your own attorney, okay? But if you're an employee and somebody does that to you, you can walk down to your labor board and say, hey, I backed into the, the thing and tore the mirror off and he took it out of my check. Well, in, in, in very short order, they will have him before a board and he will be giving you that money back, and, and he can't fire you because the whistleblower law will then kick in, okay? Right. You don't have any of those protections if you decide that you're going to you know, whore yourself out to somebody on a 1099, okay? So yeah. the other thing is, if the guy dies tomorrow, okay, you have no job and you have no unemployment. Uh, if you're a, a W-2 employee... He has to, to he has to pay unemployment insurance on you on your behalf. If he fires you for no cause, if you lose your job because he goes out of business, you can go file for unemployment for two or three weeks, however long it takes you to get hired again. Even if it, the weather's bad in the wintertime and you can't drive, you can go file unemployment. So you lose all these benefits when you decide to whore yourself out as a 1099 person, Okay. So there is no reason to do this. You're just say no, as Nancy Reagan said. There is, if you do this, it's because you have no self-respect, and you think that's the only way you can get a job, is to whore yourself out to a ten ninety nine pimp. Okay. Or they think they're 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 that they they think they're being sharp. They think they're getting something over on somebody. I mean. Oh, they are. They are. They're getting the. They're letting the 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 truck owner get something over on them, right? Because they're paying seven point six five percent of his tax. You know, right? Now, here here's another thing. Okay, as a truck owner, it would be much easier for me to operate that way. It would save me money. It would save me seven point six five percent plus all of the hassle of setting up these accounts and paying the payroll service to keep them all to file all these reports. I mean, it costs me my my administrative cost is about eleven percent per paycheck per employee. That's what it costs me to be legal. Okay, eleven mm-hmm. percent per paycheck per employee. Okay, so it costs me money to do it right, but I don't. I mean, I, I, have, I feel really good knowing if something happens to me tomorrow, all my guys are, are taken care of. 
I don't worry about getting the mail every day. All right. So there is a there. You 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 mentioned a couple times in previous things that about about having feeling feeling peace. You know. Yeah. And being being at peace with yourself. As an employer, how can you be at peace with yourself if you're paying your if, if you're taking advantage of your of your employees by not providing these services for them that they're 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 entitled to and the law requires it to be done. Yeah. So now what ha- what happens if you don't and you get caught? Let's talk about that, okay? Let me tell you how this happened to me. Everybody as the employer, I, we talking as, as the employer. As the employer, okay? okay. So now again, I, I I didn't always know everything I know, okay? I've done some dumbass things too, all right? So y'all remember that I used to have a professional photography business. And so my studio, the, the few years that I was full-time, I had a studio in a major mall here in central Kentucky. And they asked me to do the Santa Claus photos for Christmas one year. Um, and I said, no problem. So I would have just said no. I, I wouldn't have got the problem. I'd have just like, no, no. Well, Santa Claus and snot those little kids, nah, pass. But you know, it's just like hauling cheap freight, okay? So... <laughs> I was hauling cheap freight, okay? <laughs> so, um, okay. so anyway, I had to hire these Santa Clauses, okay? I mean, oh. if you're going to have Santa Claus, you got to have Santa Claus, right? Okay. Oh. So I thought, well, no problem. So I hired three or four Santa Clauses. Well, then I had to turn around and hire three or four photographers because this mall thing went on for a month. You know, the, every hour the mall's open, we, you know, you, one person couldn't do this. So I, so I hired a couple of, you know, of students and, and just photo, you know, they really weren't photographers. They were, they were hobbyists, you know, then, and we, and, and all they had to do, but we set everything up. All they had to do was sit there and get the kid to smile and push a button. You know, it wasn't like it was that hard to do, but yeah. anyway, I hired a guy and, and, and he, he would, turns out he was a professional 1099 buster. Okay. Now I didn't know this going into it. Okay. All my Santa Clauses were fine as 1099s. That's what they did. They Santa Claus for me one day. They Santa Claus for somebody else another mile the next day. No big deal. Captain Photo, though, that, uh, that, that, that had all the answers, went, all, went along with this the whole month. And so, and, and so I'm paying these photographers at 1099, you know. I mean, they're just going to work for them for 30 days. That's it. So, and I thought, well, that, I, I, that's how I probably should do this, Okay. I get a notice in the mail called an SS4 from the IRS, and it was a questionnaire, and it was all triggered by this one guy. He had filed a complaint with the IRS that he was misclassified. Okay? Now, we're talking about 30 days. The guy probably made $15 an hour, okay, for 30 days. I don't know how much money. It wasn't much, okay? No. But this started a shitstorm that you have no idea how, how much trouble it was to undo it, okay? So it was determined— because of all those 21 questions that, you know, that the determination was that he wasn't an independent contractor because he was working under our direction, da 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 I mean, you know, all, the, you can look at the Google uh, independent contractor questionnaire, and you'll see it. You'll come up, and it's either 21 or 22 questions. If any one of those questions is answered yes, the entire relationship becomes one way or the other, okay? So, um, and usually this is, usually it's used, to determine if someone is misclassified as an independent contractor to get out of paying the 
unemployment. I mean, the uh, the the payroll withholding. You know, yeah. Because that's the motivation is for people to do it to get out of paying the tax. Well, that's not that's exactly opposite what the IRS wants you to do. Okay, they want the tax. So this SS four determines that you. So here's what happens. Okay, you you lose. Okay, and here's what happens. Now you pay your part of the tax as an employer. You pay the employee's part of the tax as a penalty, plus penalty, plus interest. Okay, now it wasn't that big a deal for 30 days, but I had four or five guys had to go back and do it for all of them. What if I'd had the, what if they'd been truck drivers for me for five years? Mm. Ouch. Okay. Did the employee so, still have to pay their 7652? No. No. Oh, okay. No. 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 You, you're, the penalty is you have to pay both sides of it. So instead of just paying half, now you have to pay it all and the penalty and the interest and go through this, you know, this, um, you know, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. You know, the, anytime you deal with the IRS, you know, your sphincter gets tight, okay? Right. Because uh, they don't, they, they, you know, they get prowling around, you know, and they, you know, there's, I, I just get nervous when they come around. I just don't want them around, okay? Yeah. So anyway, that that's what happens, okay? So now this could be fixed or leasing this industry. You get a, about, you know, uh, two or 3,000 truck drivers that report their 1099 pimp to the IRS, and a bunch of these guys start showing up, having them pay penalties back, this will stop, you know. But, unfortunately, the whores won't report the pimps. Right. So it, it just self-perpetuates, Okay. So uh, that's my rant about 1099 versus W-2. I think you probably f- can figure out which side of the, you know, the, the, the line that I fall in on this deal. But it, here's the thing. It's not f- as an employer, you know, I take the responsibility of having an employee very seriously. I have a blog that I wrote that, you know, back in, about this misclassification. And, and, I, and I'm preaching to people who are th- – I did this last year when everybody was trying to add trucks because, you know, the business was so good that, yeah. you know, you could fall off a log and make money. And I said, look, if you're going to do this, understand. If you're going to do this, do it right. As a, as a truck owner, okay, here, here's what you need to do. And I have to give them step-by-step step how to do this, how to set up the FEIN, how to get all the accounts set up. And I said, look, taking on an employee is a lot like having another child or, buy, or, or getting a pet. There's a lot of responsibilities that come with that. The biggest responsibility is now you are the income source for that employee and his family. You know, all the, them buying a house, them having kids, the, everything decision that they make is made based on they're counting on you to, to, to have that to have their paycheck there on Friday. Yeah. If you're not ready for this relationship, you don't need to be hiring people. Okay. I mean, think how you would feel not knowing that your paycheck's going to be good at the end of the week. You know, how many times have we had drivers come to us, Chris, that work for other BCOs that didn't have been paid in seven weeks? Oh yeah. You know, you know, or or they won't fix the truck or all these things. so you know it you, it sounds good to add another truck it, but it there is a huge responsibility that goes with that if you're going to if you're going to be a responsible truck owner and you're going to have a good reputation you're going to have employees that trust you because as as an employer you know in my opinion that is a sacred trust mm-hmm. between an employee and an employer 
you know, not one to be taken lightly. You know, there's ethical and financial obligations that come with that. And the, the bottom line is this. When it comes to payday, pay him by God. You know, yeah. that's all. That, 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 that's, what's, that's what you need to do. Pay him, okay? And, and pay him correctly. And, 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 and don't, you know, don't make it easy on yourself and penalize them. So anyway, that's that's my rant. But that you know, I don't know. You you might have some things to add, but I think it's just pathetic that this. I found well. We were talking to Steve Wheeler the other night. He says the trucking company is the number one industry in misclassification. Um, yeah, I guess investigations. Number one industry. You know, and we see it. We see it every day. I mean, yeah. you look at you look at Facebook. There'll be a hundred jobs on there today, and ninety nine of them will be ten ninety nine offerings. You know, yeah. come come drive this truck, pay on ten ninety nine, and there'll be a hundred people that'll call and do it. I'm thinking to myself. I met a couple down in Laredo a couple weeks ago. I, I, they they were they weren't Landstar drivers, but they were expedite drivers. And so I started talking to him in the restaurant there, and 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 we you know we got to sharing some things, and and I it it, it came somehow it came up that the, uh, there was two couples there, and they were they were they were expedite drivers, and and it came up that they were paid ten ninety nine, <clears throat> and I went through all this with them. I, I I said I said look, do you realize that you're paying this premium to your truck owner? for the privilege of doing this, you know, and we started going through all the things and, and it just so happened that one of the guys had threatened to quit and the owner had, was, was going to buy a brand new truck, whatever truck he wanted, he was going to buy this truck and put him in it to keep him working for him as a 1099. I said, dude, why don't you just tell him to pay you on a W2? You know, if he's willing to buy a truck, why in the hell is he not willing to pay the right way and pay your unemployment? He was they, he was taking the workers' comp insurance. He was making them pay their own workers' comp insurance and taking it out of the out of their settlement. So it just blew me away. And so yeah. anyway, after I got done with them, I think I got through to them and I said, "Look, you know," <laughs> and and they were working for a a recognizable company. You know, now they're working for a, a truck owner, an independent truck owner. Yeah. But I just and you know I've had this conversation with Landstar, and you've been with me when I've done it. But I'm like, you know, why do you allow guys out here with your with Landstar down the side of the truck to hire people and pay them? On a 1099, why do you allow that to happen? Yeah, and of course they don't want to get involved because then they're then they're, then they're involved in the liability of it. But I'm like, it, 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 at least recognize the ones who don't. You know, at least recognize the ones who do it right. Well, here, here's the overarching problem. Um, if we don't deal with this as an industry and clean our own house, the government's going to come and clean it for us. And then, and, and they're already doing it. This this garbage coming out of California, where where if it goes as it stands, they're they're essentially going to make being an owner operator in California illegal. And you know, uh, the state pretty much hates self employed people because self employed people are the most difficult people to control. Um, that they, you know, they the the government likes robots and slaves. You know, they, they, they love those people. And you have a responsibility as an individual. And, and for me, this is not about legality. 
You know, because what's legal is not always what's right. Legal and moral are not necessarily the same thing. But you do have a responsibility to keep yourself out of uh, danger. You know, and and this ten ninety nine stuff is is only going to be get to, it's only going to get to be more dangerous for you as a person that's signing up for it. And you can't just absolve yourself of responsibility. Well, it's not my fault. That's how they want to pay me. We'll go find a different job. Like like the like the dispatcher who forced the guy to take the sleeping pills. Right. Yeah. Recently. Well, and it's like we talked about with Zeke's story. You know, he went to work for a BCO. He had worked for me, and I, I think he, you know, I paid him. I paid him well. I uh, paid him on ten ninety nine because um, <laughs> I was too broke or stupid to do it any other way. You uh, pimp you. Yeah. But this guy that he went to work for is not a bad guy, but he did not have the money to operate a truck. He didn't have the infrastructure to operate a truck. He was like, well, I've got this truck. I need to put somebody in so I can make money. But it was just a disaster from the very word go. And, you know, hindsight 2020, Zeke should have bailed out about four days in, you know, but he stuck with it and was was trying to take the risk. And it was just a huge disaster. And I'm not going to make some blanket statement that if you're being paid on a 1099, you know, the person's dirty or corrupt or they're going to rip you off because that's not necessarily true. But they are using you. And I think, you know, that's why Larry's using words like whore and pimp, you know, because that is the truth. They are using you, whether they're doing it with malice aforethought. Maybe they're just doing it because they're ignorant and don't know any better. That's that's a possibility. Uh, But that's no excuse for you as an individual truck operator to put up with that crap when it's really easy to see that it's not beneficial to you. Part of the core of this company is win, win, win. It has to win for the customer. It has to win for the carrier. It has to win for us, win for the driver, you know. And if any one of those people are not winning, it's a bad deal. And if you are driving on a 1099 contract, you are not winning. They are. And let, and let, me, let me reiterate, okay, if you do not own the truck, I, and and look, I have seen all the iterations of how to get around it. Well, I, I did. I, I I I find my own loads. I buy my own fuel. I do this. I do that. I formed an LLC, and so I'm a company. If you do not own the truck, or you're not leasing the truck, okay, and you 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 have you you don't have ownership of that vehicle, all the other stuff is just noise. Yeah. Okay. Because only one of those questions out of 21 has to be in the affirmative and all of them go away. So you can say all these, well, I, I set my own hours. You know, I, I, I do this. I, all the, there could be 20 things that make it look like you're an independent contractor till you get to the one that says, do you own the equipment? And then all, now, now you're not one twenty-one-th of a independent contractor. You're now an employee. Yep. Okay, so and that's the one that gets everybody. Okay, because I, I mean, I've listen. I've argued this till I'm blue in the face with people on Facebook, you know, and I I just I've got tired of it. I don't do it anymore. But I have I've seen every excuse how they think that their situation is different because I don't I just give them the keys. They they run the truck the way they want to. Doesn't matter. Yeah. 
But, you know, don't confuse me with the facts, okay? The bottom line is, if you're not buying the truck and you don't own the truck, you're not a 1099 independent contractor. So, but you're right. You know, you're allowing yourself to be used. um, And if that's okay with you, I guess it's all right. Uh, but it's costing you at least seven point six five percent. Now you won't take a you won't take cheap freight, right? But you'll but you'll give seven point six five percent away every week because your employer's not paying his fair share. Yep, that's uh, that's it. Well, we can wrap it up on that. Um, if you have questions or comments, send us an email, Chris at BlueRibbonLogistics dot com, Larry at BlueRibbonLogistics dot com. Remember, we have a hotline, 413-24-TRUCK, 413-248-7825. Find us on social media, at An American Truck Driver and at Blue Ribbon Logistics. Uh, And remember, we are buying trucks and hiring drivers. So go to blueribbonlogistics.com and click on Drive for Us and put some information in there. Let us know who you are and where you're at. And uh, we'd love to talk to you about coming to work for our company. And with that, uh, we'll shut this one down. Everybody... uh, Be safe, and we'll see you next time.